The Unview, the thin, the rich, and the fabulous on cliffcentral.com. Good morning, good morning, good morning to you. It's a Thursday here in uh, the beautiful Johannesburg. We're about to hit spring, and uh, it's good to be with you here on cliffcentral.com. It's uh, Alan Ford for The Unview, who is now the thin, the rich, and the fabulous. We still can't work it out, eh? Hi, Duncan. I'm in the middle of doing jargon. I am very good. We as we as we as we as we as. Are you all preparing for the 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 touch central thing now? Yeah, we're going to spend You're going to metro it now. Black excellence, jargon. Black excellence. We as. And what are we? Am I fat excellent? You are fat excellence. As long as I'm fetulent. <laughs> uh, it's good to be with you. Uh, you can always get a hold of us. What a great show lined up. Um, we're going to chat about the fair lady of the uh, woman of the future, which was a great event I went to last week. Uh, the advocate Tulemot and said was there. Um, uh, we'll chat to the editor of Fair Lady and to Joanne Strauss, one of the judges and uh, the MC of the event. We're going to chat to actor director John Carney. You love John. Legend. Legend. Absolutely. Legend, of course. I saw his new show, The Dying Screams of the Moon. Um, it's a Zakesum Dow book. Uh, it's it's absolutely uh, superb. Dawn Lindbergh's on the line. We're going to talk about Th- Thorny Bush. And you know what? I'm so excited because you know that this uh, the international number one plus size model, uh, Fluvia Luxardia, was here on Gary's show this morning. How could I miss her? Uh, okay. From New York City, number one. And we got to chat, and she's going to join me on the line. She's at a, at a press be- briefing. Yeah, okay. She's here for one day. Um, but she's going to, because I have asked her a serious question, and I want it answered on this, on this platform. Was the question, how can Alan Ford be a plus size model? I want to know, do I have the specs? And you know what? <laughs> at the age of 38, turning 39, I'm telling you I could be a plus size model. I'm telling you I'm the, I'm the wave of the future for male models. For pensioners. No, not for pensioners, dear. Okay. You know, you're an idiot, actually. Uh, that is Duncan. It's good to be with you. Uh, you can always get hold of us on 0861 555 189. Uh, our Twitter handle is at cliffcentral.com. Facebook us. We chat us. You can get hold of us. Um, and it's good to be with you. Uh, so I spent last week Friday uh, in Johannesburg at one of the most uh, really special events. It's the second year I've, I've attended. It's the, the, the woman, Fair Lady Woman of the Future Awards. 2016, and at, uh, at courtesy of Suntum, and they had it in Hyde Park at the Summer Place. And, you know, it's one of these events where, firstly, the people that attend, the judges are inspiring. Okay, when you're dealing with Leanne Manis, Tudor Martin Seller, Joanne Strauss, Susie Brokenshaw, who's the editor, and uh, uh, and the, the head of one of the exec directors of Suntum, just as your judging panel, you know that you're in the, in the presence of greatness. Prestige. And then you see these people, these female entrepreneurs, that have, are doing the most interesting, inventive, brilliant things, not for themselves, not only for themselves, but for their communities, uh, you think to yourself, this blows anyone away. And you know that uh, we're looking at the week ahead. Cliff Central is going to be emerging with Touch Central, uh, DJ Touch and uh, Gareth Cliff. And, but these are all entrepreneurs. Alan Ford Productions, we're entrepreneurs. And that is what we're proud to do is because, you know, it's, you have to be brave to be an entrepreneur. Absolutely. There are sleepless nights. Sometimes, you know, you, you're paying people salaries. You, you're supporting families. And so it's, it's a whole different way to, to view stuff. And I think that for a magazine like Fair Lady, who's been around for, I think, almost, I think it's 50 years. Um, we'll get it from Susie. I think it's 51 years, actually. Um, you cannot believe the, the, that endorsing these type of women, what it does for their businesses and giving them that, this media social platform to do their work and to actually win an award like this, including great prizes, was absolutely brilliant. So Susie Brokenshaw is on the line. Susie, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Susie, you there? 
Susie there? No. Susie's not there. But we'll get Susie back on now. Where are you? <laughs> what a nice introduction. And okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's how you maneuver. It's how we maneuver. Mm. But anyway, so it was a great event. And I must tell you, so the, the winner was a lady that created something called the Wonder Bag. The Wonder Bag. Something to do with sanitary pads, maybe? No, no. It's a bag that you put your pot in and your food continues to cook. So it saves energy and it keeps it warm for quite a long period of time. And it, it's quite superb. Just um, explain that to me. It's a bag. You put up. So it's a, a bag. A so bag, it's a bag. A plastic uh, bag. No, it's like a. It's almost like a. a, a it's a. Uh, the way to describe it is, it's um. There's almost like a like a polystyrene in the bag, but it's got this beautiful cloth on the outside okay, that yeah, doesn't yeah. get burnt, and then it goes into this bag, and um, her name was Sarah Collins, and it was absolutely exceptional how she how she pulled this off and I did. It. And it sounds like something you would have voted for because it it has to do with food. Do you, you know what, what I'm saying? Oh, you're doing that again, hey? The food thing. <laughs> I'm not. I've lost four kilos and you're doing that again. <laughs> you, you, you lose four now and gain 12 the next week, Adam. Oh, you talk such nonsense. You talk such rubbish. Okay. How, how, firstly, how's your life? My life is fantastic, Alan. I've got something to share with you, maybe. Uh, I was on a flight to Durban this weekend. Mm, how was the, that? The first time on, a, on an airplane. It was, it was beautiful. It was, it was, it was a moment I was. Was it your first time on a plane? I, yeah, I just said that. Yeah, I loved it. I loved the whole. I was. I, I loved the whole experience. And then, how was your DJ gig? My DJ gig was superb. I blew everyone away. It was in Casa Nostra in Durban, and um, I've just never been so happy. Now I'm trying to get everyone from my community just to be on a plane just once in their life, man. Well, we should do something special because I tell you, there's a launch of a new airline, and we could always arrange something magic like that. Absolutely, the one that's owned by a black female. We'll talk about it later. All okay. Right, so, all right. All right uh, on the line, uh, back on the line. Sorry, we lost that call. Susie Brokenshaw, the uh, editor of Fair Lady Magazine. Uh, Susie, you there? Yes. How's it going? Hi. How are you doing? Uh, I did it. I don't know if you heard the introduction, but I've basically gone into quite an explanation. Um, no, I didn't hear anything. I've only just joined. Sorry. Okay. Uh, it's superb and brilliant what you do uh, by this by, for for female entrepreneurs and of course Fair Lady, fifty one years. Um, Exceptional stuff. Tell us why you do this and, and, and the importance of it. You know, why it started is because I really think if we look at our readers, mm-hmm. what they are mainly concerned with is everybody wants to work for themselves. So I absolutely believe that everybody wants to work for themselves, not just women, but particularly women, because it means that you're in charge of your time and your money, and it just gives you the freedom to live the kind of life that you really want to live. That's the first thing. And then the second thing is, if you if you look at the um, economy of South Africa, hmm. I think that entrepreneurship is what's going to take us out of it. And according to statistics worldwide, female entrepreneurs are such a huge part of economies worldwide. I mean, Christine Lagarde of the IMF, hmm. she said that economies work really so much better when women are seriously involved in them. So it was it was those two things that really got us into it. And then when we started. Um, when people started entering the competition, when female entrepreneurs started entering the competition, then we realized the unbelievable caliber of women out there and what they are actually doing. I mean, they are incredible businesses. So it was such a good fit for the Fair Lady readership, and we've, we're very happy with it. We, I think it's a fantastic event, and it's, very, it's, it's kind of um, totally pro-business, which is what we're interested in, and it's totally pro-women in South Africa. 
Susie, I've got to tell you, first and foremost, if there's going to be a TED Talk held in South Africa, or well, they do occasionally have them, you really should speak at them because you're brilliant. Oh, I love so I some of the analogies you made about yourself. You work for a company and uh, or for a boss, in inverted commas, and, yes. uh, and your husband doesn't. Tell us, about, <laughs> t- tell us about that story in particular and how, how it relates to this. No, well, that, that's part of my theory that everybody wants to work for themselves. So my husband has worked for himself for ages. And he, he runs his own business and he doesn't have any employees. So every so often, the story that I told is that every so often he takes himself out for a partner's lunch in heavy inverted commas and he comes back and he says to me, he says things went very well. The partners have agreed that he, he deserves a slight raise and the rest of the day off, <laughs> which, which I think is so hilarious. And he does that, yeah, periodically. But, Susie, but I think it just illustrates the freedom yes. that working for yourself gives you. But I mentioned this before you came on air because it's not just the freedom, it is the freedom of, of being able to do that. But it's a lot of pressure um, for a lot of people because you have to pay salaries. You've got to be supportive. Yeah. Indirectly, he still has to run his household as your husband, you know, in some sense. Um, yes. So there's a lot of pressure that comes with it because you're not necessarily sitting with a fixed salary. Um, no. But again, it's that leap of faith and taking that brave leap. Sarah Collins you, was one of the people that did it, which I thought was superb. Yes. No, she's, she's, that business is absolutely extraordinary. But what I was going to say is that the, the other thing about being an entrepreneur and being very small is that in this kind of economy where change happens all the time and it's, everything is shifting all the time, it makes you very nimble. And that is a huge advantage to have in this economy. So that you don't have to fill out kind of forms in triplicate and you don't have to ask permission and you don't have to present and you can just make very quick decisions, which makes you much more successful. So I really think that the way that we are doing business in the world is changing and entrepreneurship is a huge part of that. And we need to acknowledge that it's not so much going to work, filling out things in triplicate, getting 20 days leave a year. Mm. That's not really how the world is working at the moment. So I do understand what you're saying about um, it's very difficult not to rely on a regular salary, but it also ma- it, it makes you more successful in a way. It makes you brave, yeah. and and yeah, I love entrepreneurship because I think it's something that that, that also allows you to follow your own heart and your own dream in some respect because yeah. it becomes your passion. And, and the other thing is passion. about Fair Lady is that obviously we totally support women in all their endeavors, mm. and we do a lot of stuff that is about socially conscious things that women are getting involved in. But I think it's what I love about the um, the Women of the Future Awards is that it really is about business. It's so. The fact that Sarah Collins' business is also a very socially aware business and is actually changing the lives of rural women, that is almost by the by for Mm. us in this particular instance. This is about business working in South Africa because that's what we want to do. We want to turn the economy around. And Suntum, from that point of view, who Mm. who partner with us in the event, have been absolutely incredible because that's also the fundamental, their, their belief. Susie, I'm going to be going with Sarah Collins next week uh, on a on a, a bit of a road trip that they're doing uh, in Cape Town. So I'm going to report back on that, and we're going to do an interview with her. So that's going to that will come up again, a catalyst, uh, courtesy of Fair Lady, and bring you know these type of stories to us. Yeah, she's so incredible, really. But I want to add one other incredible person that was there, and of course, this is her final week. Um, Advocate Tuli Matansela. Uh, yeah. Amazing to have her there. Amazing to be working with her, and again to have her a part of this process. You know, we were so when we approached her first um, last year when we started the awards, and we asked her if she would consider being a judge, and she just she responded instantly, and she just said yes. That she, 
I said to her at that point, and, I'm, and you know, it's, it's not an original thought at all, but to me, when women are empowered in the economy, they empower people around them. Mm. Um, they're, they're always feeding children or feeding people around them. They're just generally, they're going, they're, they're uplifting their immediate surroundings. Um, and I think in a, in a way more than men do. And she said she completely felt the same and that the way out of poverty in South Africa was through women and that she would be honored to be part of that event. And she, she just stays with us every year. And it's so incredible to have her there. She brings such gravitas to the occasion. And as an, uh, an editor and someone that uh, writes beautifully and you can orate beautifully, tomorrow you will be speaking at an event with her. Yes. I will, which I'm, I'm in turn, I'm very honored to be. I know. What event is it? It's about mothers and children. So there, there are two parts of the event. Is that mm. First of all, she's, she's kind of acknowledging the women that she's worked with over her seven-year tenure. And um, then at the, in the afternoon, it's mothers and daughters or mothers and mentees. So people that they mentor, women and mentees. And so I'll be part of that, which is kind of a workshop and a discussion, a forum discussion, more than an actual speech. Well, but I'm very pleased to be there. Susie, congratulations. It was a superb event. And congratulations to Fair Lady Magazine. That's Susie Brokenshaw, the editor. On the line next, we've got Joanne Strauss. Joanne, of course, uh, uh, not only emceed the event, was one of the judges, is an entrepreneur in her own right and a South African superstar. Joanne, welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Alan. Always lovely to chat to you. What an inspiring event. I absolutely walked away from there with a heart with absolute hope about the future of this country's economy. It was so inspiring. Joanne, um, being a judge, what are you looking for? You know, being a judge, not, not, you sit on the board of Media24, you do a lot of other things, and I know you run your own business, and you and you have for a long period of time. A lot of times people see Joanne as, uh, Duncan as this face on television. And, uh, and I, I miss her. Yeah, it, she's, but you know, Joanne has a, a German TV program, which she runs in, from her own business. She's got a, her big mom's blog, which we're going to talk about in a second. But again, what do you look for for a winner of this type of competition? I think, Alan, when it comes to actually running a business, you know, a lot of people, they, they have these wonderful ideas about business, but when you actually have to go into it and you have to get past those thousand days, the first thousand mm. days that they, that they spoke about as well, I think it takes such determination and such guts to actually say, okay, I'm going to do my own thing and I'm actually going to walk away from a stable salary or, you know, you're going to face your fears. And I think, I think with all our finest, I was just absolutely impressed by their tenacity and by the way that they, they just took on the opportunities and they created their own opportunities in, in, many, in many senses as well. So I was just absolutely impressed with their, with their tenacity, yeah. Everyone's raving about your new blog, Joe. Tell, tell us about it. <laughs> it's, mo- yeah. <laughs> it's a mommy's it's, blog. It's, it's a mommy blog. Um, Alan, you know, my husband jokes, he says, of course I would go and find a business angle with motherhood. Um, but yeah, I started a blog called modernmommy.co.za and um, it's, it's basically a blog where I've been sharing my experiences and, you know, sort of creating a bit of a forum for, for working moms and, and for moms actually of all walks of life to, to chat and, and to, to share information. And um, it's now becoming a bit more of a business than I initially anticipated. At first, I thought it would just be a great place for me to sort of share my, my views. And now it's actually become, it's, it's now turning into something where I'm going to use Modern Mommy as a platform also for for women uh, and for moms who want to start their own businesses. And um, they, they sort of jokingly refer to them as mompreneurs. Um, but I'm going to use it as a platform to help other women to also create their own work from home situations.
Joe, and when we look back over the past uh, 14 years or 14 odd years, uh, I remember when you, years now. 15 years, <laughs> when you, when you, when you won Miss South Africa. Yes, I mean, Gareth, remember Gareth Cliff and I were sitting in that audience and, um, I remember. Uh, can you believe where, how, where life has taken you in 15 years? Two kids, a, a magnificent husband, um, and a, and a brilliant thriving career. Can you believe I know, it? Alan, I've, and I'm how did you so, get there? So how did you get you know, here? <laughs> it's also, I think, I think people, people also, you know, use that, that wonderful quote, the harder I work, the luckier I get. And I'm a very, very lucky person. Um, I've, yeah, I, I went back after my Miss Essay year and I finished my, my commerce and law degree at Stonebosch mm. University. I also did a year and a half of my MBA, but then I realized that for me at that point in time, the MBA that I was doing was more, um, more focused on people who wanted to work in a corporate environment. And I've always been, pretty much somebody who, who wants to do my own thing and wants to have flexibility. Um, some people also think that entre- entrepreneurship means that you choose your working hours. You do choose your working hours, but your working hours often end up a lot longer than your typical eight to five job. So, um, yeah, it's, it's been a lot of a lot of hard work, but I've actually really enjoyed it because I think it is that if you're doing something that you enjoy doing, you don't really count it as work. So, um, yeah, it's, it's been a wonderful, wonderful journey, a wonderful 16 years now in the media industry. And it's crazy, um, It's crazy. It's crazy. I can't believe it. Um, <laughs> but I think also you, you have to constantly reinvent yourself and, and, and to, to stay relevant. You've got to move with the times. And I've been very fortunate to be able to do that. Um, and, and yes, you know, I am. I'm, I'm now 35, partly so. And I don't want to be competing with, you know, the, the new kids on the block. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a bikini model. <laughs> I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm a, I'm a mom and, and, a, and a www.modelmommy.cs. I'm modern, sorry, modern, no, modern, modern mommy. mommy. Not model mommy. <laughs> but maybe modern. we should do model mommy too. <laughs> well, I've got to tell you, Joe, I have got, um, Fluvia Lacardia, the number oh, one plus Fluvia size, yes, she's size model in the world. She's, she's on the show later. And, uh, and I've met her and we had a long chat and I, I wanted to go, I'm going to try modeling career in my forties. That's my idea. In New York, seriously, I'm, I'm seriously going to do you it. Should. I'm going to go and try. She said, she said, darling, you can do this. I said, of course. So we're going to chat to her later just to can. see if she can do it. No, 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 please, please tell Flavia I send a big hug and kiss. I shall. Joanne Strauss, former Miss South Africa, businesswoman, entrepreneur, and of course, all around inspiration. Thank you for joining us. Thanks, Sam. That's great. Uh, great to chat to Joanne Strauss. And again, it was phenomenal. Fair Lady Woman of the Future. It was, it was incredible, Duncan. It shows you entrepreneurship and, to its best. And Joanne is a fair lady by herself. She's, sure, she's gorgeous. Absolutely. <laughs> gorgeous. A man of a hundred years. So now on to, this is a feature we get, we, this is a new feature. Because I can't go to all the theater and people are loving this show because they can listen to all the magic that's happening out in the theater world. So we're going to call him Chatty Matty because his name is Matthew Cunahan and he is a, a person of note who is not only one of the judges of the Naledi Awards, but he, he, he loves the theater and uh, a star in his own right. So Chatty Matty, what's happening in the theater scene and welcome to the show. Thanks, Al. What's happening, man? Well, I mean, I hey, we, you, we packed you today. You're having a fabulous chat there with Joanne Strauss, by the sound. Wait, wait till you hear the, the plus-size model joining me on the show. That is going to oh, be the best. Goodness. She's the international That's number awesome. one in the world from New York City, and, uh, and she yeah. said I've got potential. I'm telling you I'm going to go plus-size, and I'm hitting the catwalks. Absolutely. It's about bloody time. That, that runway, hey? That ru- the runway, the slideway, anyway, we're going to do it. <laughs> Matthew, what's All been right. happening in and around the world of theater? 
Yelza, Al, there is a hell of a lot on the go. Um, like I say, in the, in the fortunate position of being able to see a lot of theatre, I think I saw about eight shows last week, which was just absolutely insane. Um, so Social Life kind of took a back seat and parked and, and kind of parked that car for a while. But it was amazing because what I'm finding myself is I'm finding myself in a position to be able to kind of sit down and, and, and kind of engross myself in some amazing, amazing works. Um, what were some of the works? Week, what did you love? Well, last week I, I saw I saw two pieces at at the Market Theatre, which absolutely blew my mind on a number of levels. First of all, um, you know, kind of walking into the Market Theatre on Tuesday evening, I kind of go, "What's it, What's this going to be like? Am I going to be the only two sitting in the audience?" And I was I was incredibly surprised at the fact that this place was a hive of activity. I mean, from the moment that you kind of park the car and, and, and kind of walk through those through those front doors. Um, you've got a guy kind of chilling on his guitar outside and then kind of, you know, walking into this theater, which was bustling with, with productions and packed houses. So the first work that I kind of managed to, to get kind of get my eyes on was an original work called Tao, mm. which um, won, won Best Production at the Zorkala Festival in 2015. And what, what really, what, what filled me about this piece was it's an original work. So we're not seeing rehashes, you know, I think which, which are important. And we'll get to that just now. But we're seeing, we're seeing new voices and new, new creations hitting the stage. And um, this piece was a piece of poor theater. Um, so for all intents and purposes, everything was actor-centered. And I just, I love that, you know, from, from the sound effect to the, to the, um, to the, to the scenery and, and everything. Everything was created by these, by these men. And it was absolutely, absolutely outstanding. Look, I mean, you're not going to be able to catch it anytime soon because it, 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 ran, it, it, it ran its course at the market. But it, and, it was amazing because... And yeah. then, I mean, uh, Matthew, we saw the dying screams of the moon, which... Oh, my goodness. Oh, oh my goodness. goodness. What so look, a play. What, was, what was so interesting about this piece is that um, this, this was written 20 years ago. So, you know... Mm, Takes him down. Coming... Coming out of uh, coming out of apartheid, and now now it now it's been brought back to life. It's been resurrected, and um, you know Zakes Zakes and wrote this piece, which which he admits to being quite clumsy, and and I kind of think I, I didn't feel it to be clumsy at all. I mean, it was just this incredible incredible journey back to to themes that were very fresh in the minds of you know of of, um, of, of people stepping out of uh, stepping out of apartheid twenty years ago, and I kind of thought, wow, they still resonate strongly today so you know you kind of you kind of ask yourself are we are we kind of stagnantly moving forward i mean and that's, that's a weird question to ask isn't it well, um well matthew in a moment time we're going to chat to the director of the dying screams of the moon of course legend john connie and it's such an honor to have him but uh, but anything else that people should be i know that has come off but i mean anything else that people should be watching that 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 you've picked up lately that that we should sure, get out there? I, and, uh, as, as far as i'm aware i think slava is coming to an end um in cape town um, great, 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 great! Um, absolutely amazing. I mean, it's, it's this return to clowning, traditional old school clowning. It was absolutely exceptional. I mean, I had the privilege of sitting alongside you and Al. I mean, you you you, you looked like you were a five year old all over again. Um, I know, you know, it was, actually, <laughs> it was magnificent. Um, it, and then, of course, you've got Nathaniel opens his show uh, tonight, and uh, yeah. of, uh, Peter Turin in Johannesburg is doing some great Afrikaans uh, uh, theatre. 
Yeah, I mean, excuse me, my, my, my Afrikaans is good, but I bray like a guy from Malmesbury. So, um, <laughs> but I managed to see Altate and Maidruma last week, which is also a new work. It's fabulous. He's got this Afrikaans season um, at, at his upstairs theatre, which was wonderful. Kursi House of Theatre is putting on some amazing stuff there. Um, and I think I think the, the production that's opening now is Die Kampus Weer Holmes. Um, so I've got my eye on that one. We'll be checking that out shortly. Um, for those of the listeners that are still up in Josie, there is um, I Love You, You're Perfect, Now Change, which is just this beautiful spin on, on relationships and the modernity of, of relationships and, and, and how, how we, we, we love to hate our, our, our partners, you know, and, and ourselves in this kind of love-hate relationship with, with dating and um, just some fantastic stuff on the go, man. It's magical challenge, Matthew Coonan in the chatty. Matthew will join us uh, join us next week again to talk about more theatre. Of course, also Mark Lottering's show is very funny at Theatre on the Square, not to be missed. And Duncan, the importance of the show is to promote South African theatre. We want to do a part of that constantly uh, on the program. This is uh, CliffCentral.com. My name is Alan Ford. It is the Unview, the Thin, the Rich, and the Fabulous. On the line, we have uh, the director of the Dying Screams of the Moon, but he is a superstar in his own right. He's actually he's Mister. My dad. He's, he's the man. John Carney, thank you for joining me. So how thank are you? Thank you. How are you guys? I, first, and, first and foremost, sir, I was blown away by this particular piece. I thought that the actresses were superb. I thought the whole, uh, the way you put it together as the director was, was brilliant. And, and it's so wonderful to see Tuesday and Wednesday because there was, we saw Tower and then we saw, um, the dying screams of the moon. The, the, the market theater is packed. It's busy. Thank you very much. Yes, indeed. What because is because I've always believed that if it's good, they'll come. Well, that's correct. Um, uh, John, tell me, people, what are we doing right at the market here to gain bums on seats? Well, it's to really to uh, to look at the lay of the land and do a deep research on what the market wants, what do the people want to see. Then you have a situation where some people want the market theater of the old, that market theater that did meaningful, provocative, thought-provoking work. But another section of the people just want excellence, good theater, great play, great entertainment. So you 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 play in between, but still uh, holding on to the integrity of the place and its reputation. And of course, the dying screams of the moon uh, must have inspired you on a number of a number a number of levels. What made you do it? Oh yeah, twenty yes. years. I ago. remember quite a long time ago that Zeksundar had written this piece and gave it to Barney Simon, our late artistic director and founder of the market theatre. He was impressed by it. I never actually read it. We just talked about it. That is a play about two women ex-combatants in the church. They meet in the chapel. So when I wanted to make my contribution to the 40 years of storytelling of the market theater's existence, I chose to do the play. And I read it, and I was blown away. How can such a germ be lying in the English Museum of Literature in Glenstone? No one's ever done it. So I put it together, and I got a great cast in Larif and Vaiklut and Masasambangeli. With S.B. Moneta as a, as a jazz pianist, and it was incredible. They're just a work process for these young people. I've got to tell you, it was. I mean, the the artistry was beautiful. The actresses, you know, you know, John. I very rarely in a theatre sob my eyes out. You know, and <laughs> I love the fact that I could 
literally sitting in that theater almost touch that stage um it, it, i was that close it was it was I, it was mind-blowing for me. Firstly, it's a strong piece of work. It's a magnificent piece of work. It's a reflective piece of work. But ultimately, the performances take you to a space that you could only begin to imagine what probably did happen in South Africa. You know, I worked under great, great directors, Arthur Fugard and Barney Simon. And all the only thing that we three of us always agreed on was that theater was an event happening on stage or in that space with an audience, not only as witnesses, but also as participants. So the design also by this wonderful young woman, Corabo, uh, of the set was incredible. I said, to create a horseshoe feeling where like you're sitting in a room and the actor people are working in front of you. It's very difficult because actresses and actors, <laughs> they want our security. You know, we are on stage and you guys are down there. But to create that is quite brave for actresses to stand about less than a meter from someone else's knee and then going on without even imagining the person exists. Yeah. But also being aware. Um, the audience reactions were incredible because you could touch it, you could feel it. But I think you're left with a beautiful story, a very relevant you see, it was written 20 years ago, and, and Duncan, uh, it's very relevant because there's still these issues that are happening around land distribution, people being compensated, people being recognized for what they had in the past. So it was a, it was a great reminder of where we've come, obviously after 20 years, but obviously where we still stand. Amazing thing for me, uh, in the four weeks sold out season, 40% was under 40 and there were young people who were 22, 23. I took a chance and said, why did you come? I just want to know. And a group of young people, wonderful, coming from News Cafe, from the precinct, and they looked like they were going somewhere and they came to the theater. And they said, well, um, apart from the fact that they know who I am and they're studying my book, my works at their schools, but also Professor Zixinda, we heard it was good, then we came. We heard Someone posted on social media, see this, don't miss. And I'm thinking, wow, aren't we learning our old horses in the industry? That social media is, can be positive and creatively used also to spread the word. It, it, it's like the gossip line, but good gossip can also go through there. Mm. And that was for me the blessing to see so many young people come. And they even asked me, right, Doc, what do we do next? What do you expect us to do? What do we change to get a better South Africa? I said, your commitment to justice, the truth, and the um, and prosperity for your country and your people, all I ask. Um, John Conn is my very special guest here on CliffCentral.com. Uh, John, tell us, what are you up to and what, what can we expect upcoming in the upcoming future? I know you can't oh, go into too much at, detail. No, I'm writing at the moment. And I'm writing a new play. And I'm um, still working on it. It's a process. Yeah. <laughs> it's the process of giving birth. You get false pain. You rush to the pen and you sit down and nothing comes. And sometimes <laughs> you get intermittent pain and you start writing it. So that's where I am. Also, there is the production, which is no longer a secret, uh, that is being put together. But we haven't decided yet when. I'm working with Sarti Bota, this great African sort of theater producer and translator. I think she's translating Driving Miss Daisy into Afrikaans. 
Really? And this is going to be my world debut ever in my whole career since 1965 to do a play in Africa. I'm so looking forward to and excited about this project. I am so excited that you're doing it. And I, I look forward to, to, doing, uh, to giving you some co- coverage. When, does, when do you think it's going to happen? Time frame? We are planning to open at the Art Club Festival. That is magic. Oh. Which is, um, that I think it's the first week of October. Well, this is unbelievable. Um, you are a, a South African hero in many, many respects. And so thank you for joining us on the line. I look forward to getting you in as a guest. Uh, be well. Thank you. Thank you very much. You take care. Thank you so much. And that's uh, John Bye. Carney, uh, South African director. Playwright, actor, writer, professor, he's, he's got it all. He is, he's, what a legend, what a legend. My very special guest, John Carney, on the line. This is CliffCentral.com, and of course, it's been a, a packed show. We've got some major things still happening, so there's still lots of time and lots of space. Uh, you can call us on 0861 You can tweet us, you can Facebook us, you can also Weedy, uh, what, WeChat ID, I got it all upside down, Weedy yeah. IDD, whatever, Just type of thing. Oh, it happens. It does happen. Dawn Lindbergh, is Dawn on the line? Let's, yes, I'm right here, Alan. To go from one legend into another legend, from John Carney into Dawn Lindbergh, the winner of the Real Women's, the Real Architect of Society Award. Congratulations. Um, oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you have brought uh, a world of wonder to South Africa. Not only through the Naledi Award, but through you and Des's performances and to empowerment of women. Uh, how how important was? Because Dawn, you give away awards with your committee, but you never receive them. <laughs> how, how, what is it like getting the, this award? Well, that's the entire point, um, um, Alan. For the for the past twelve years, uh, we were having conceived and directed uh, Naledi Theatre Awards. Uh, we've given away over. 400 awards to various people and nominated nearly a thousand people for awards. And um, I've never received um, an award myself um, of this nature. So even to get the nomination was a great thrill um, and, and an affirmation. But then to win it <laughs> was really great. It was a huge fun. And I, I just had a little taste of how, um, you know, the, firstly the anticipation. Dawn, are you there? Hi, Dawn. Dawn, you there? Dawn, we there? It's Dawn there. Let's put back up. Hello, Dawn, you there? Okay, let's get Dawn back on the line. Okay, we'll we'll work it out right now. Uh, see, incredible. You know, you you sit on these awards and you give them away, hundreds of them, and then you don't ever get the award. And now it's amazing to get this. It's called the. And I want to ask exactly what the award stands for. Um, it's the. Woman, the Real Architects of Society Award, which I think it's, it's fascinating. You're never going to get an award like that. What if you architect? It sounds like you you could get that award. With the Woman Architects of Society <laughs> yeah, Award. Yeah, yeah, Really, huh? Yeah, look. Listen, you look like you came down a few pounds. I don't know. I'm just wearing this top that I'm wearing is a bit big. Mm, but anyway. back to Dawn. Back to Dawn. Yes. Exactly. We I lost don't know you. what happened there. Uh, it's called the gremlins <laughs> in the system. You know, the old radio thing. Yeah, Those gremlins. Yes, that's fine. So I'm not sure where, you, where I got up to was telling you that, uh, you know, I am uh, for the last 12 years been giving out awards, uh, from, uh, you know, as the director and the con- uh, conceiver of the Lady mm. Theatre Awards, um, over 300 and, uh, and nearly a thousand nominees. <laughs> um, but so, uh, I must say it's been a great thrill. It was really a thrill to be nominated for this very prestigious award. Um, and I had a little taste of how 
you know, the anticipation and yeah, that our own nomin- nominees must feel when they're, when they're waiting to hear if they've won a, a Naledi Award. <laughs> so it, was a great, it really was a great tool for me. Dawn, uh, it, it's, uh, what is the award exactly? Because, I mean, obviously it's the Architects of Society. Um, uh, who were some of the other winners, the nominees? Can you tell us a bit of the background of the award? Well, um, there, there's 13 categories, um, and they range from business, entrepreneurs, um, sports people, uh, rising stars, um, community um, community work. Um, but but you, um, I'm not quite sure of, of all the the uh, winners because I didn't receive the, <laughs> the notice of that. Um, it's it just that it does embrace women. And it, it uh, empowers women by recognizing their achievements. And uh, this is what is important. It was started by an um, ex-Miss South Africa, Joan Ramagoshi Madibeng, oh, yes, uh, who's now a businesswoman, mm. a mm. very, very successful businesswoman. Mm. And, um, and so this is the sixth uh, year it's been going. Um, I, I mean, I do know that that Casta Semenya won uh, for, the, uh, for the best sports achievement, which, of course, wow. I... I applaud and feel yeah. honoured to be with her because she, for me, is a true icon. Somebody who's really gotten rid of of stereotypes, broken broken the glass ceiling, and and just destroyed stereotypes of of uh, how we perceive women. Uh, she's a true athlete and a true star and a true hero. Um, but there were other women. Uh, a, a woman who was uh, who's uh, the first black woman to actually own an aeroplane. And, uh, and own, um, helicopters, uh, and also completely self-made. Uh, sadly, I don't have the list of, of, uh, of winners with me. Uh, but my, my category was, of course, um, theatre and, and contribution to theatre and drama yeah, in South Africa. Um, and I was also nominated for the, the icon of the year, I suppose, mainly due to the fact that Des and I have been in the industry for 51 years. <laughs> I'm like the matriarch. <laughs> you are, but well, come on, you know you are, which is which is. <laughs> oh dear, but um, so it was at the theatre on the track, and it was a very um, glamorous and uh, amazing event. Um, and uh, I suppose there must have been about 500 people there, and it was just a wonderful feeling of camaraderie and warmth and affirmation um, from uh, from all the women there. And the, the men who followed the men. <laughs> I, I'm going to say the following is that, uh, you know, we've, we've had two greats. We've had a lot of greats on the show this particular week. But to have John Carney followed by Dawn Lindbergh, I think it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's quite an honor. And I've got to just say this, Dawn, it's about time that, that you got acknowledged as a, as a no, phenomenal thank you. architect thank of you, what you've created. And what, what, what you guys have created for years, 51 years in this business. 51 years. We've had you for, I've had you for a one on one. But I mean, I think you deserve like a, the state medal. You know, don't they do that? Don't they not people? I'm <laughs> going to push you. Do. I'm going to push I, you gonna, in that, <laughs> in that department. Uh, that, that would be just awesome. You know, John Carney is the patron of, um, of the Naledi mm. Awards, and he's always been incredibly supportive, and uh, he's such a gentleman. He's an incredible man. Uh, so, and of course, uh, on our board is are people like um, Ishmael Mohammed, who's just uh, mm. taken over as the CEO of the Market Theatre, uh, legend, uh, living legend. Welcome and saw me, um, and of course, Dali Tambo. Um, one of the greatest names um, in, in South African history. Oh, and Dave and I also, we are living of course, legends. Yes, of course you are. <laughs> <laughs> we've, been, we've been named 
part of the Living Legends Group uh, Minister of Arts and Culture, <laughs> Nazi and Tetua. But um, I'm still waiting for that state medal. <laughs> yeah. we, we've got to get you that. Dawn, I've got to tell you, and I want to close on one note, is that uh, I had the pleasure of going to the Market Theatre. It was bustling on, in a, in, on a Tuesday evening. Uh, we, I went to go and see the dying screams of the moon. I was blown away. Um, but I've got to tell you, I am so impressed that South African theatre, people are, are supporting the work and the hard yes. and it's not just yes. musical dance tap thing you know it's the work that's that's it's happening in community theaters and i think we need to be very proud well especially through women women are just starting to tell their, tell our stories and uh, and and that's well actually they always have been the storytellers and that's what i think is so exciting there are new plays being written all the time and uh, new performers and new technicians who are women and uh, it, you know we're so proud in the lady that we're able to recognize this over 80 productions a year my judges have to see that i have to go to that's a lot alan and a lot of it is original work thank you for joining us dawn Lindbergh, congratulations the winner of women the real architects of society award a living legend thank dawn you Lindbergh. thank you thank, thank you. you dawn congratulations um cliffcentral.com it's uh, good to be with you and of course uh, yeah it's always John Carney, Joanne Strauss, kind of packed Susie Brokenshaw, Dawn Lindbergh. It's, Duncan, you know. They've got Duncan. Absolutely. It's so cool. The things are happening. And, of course, I can't wait to chat to the Plus Size International model because I want to join in New York. I'm stuck uh, with the Plus Size person right now in the studio. Oh, sorry, then, okay. sorry, sorry, skinny millings. So now I've got to tell you something. You know, we, we do a restaurant and we talk about food. <clears throat> and then every second week we talk about phenomenal places to go to to um to go and experience travel because I think travel is a very important thing in this country and we need to encourage people to get out there and do some stuff so I had the pleasure of going remember I told you about Crook's Corner the, 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 the most beautiful corner in Africa you in, see, in, in, it's magnificent yeah um, but I went off to Thornybush in the Timberwadi and I have never seen what I've seen. You said the same thing about Crook's Corner. No, 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 no brother. So oh, I don't know no. what to no, no, believe no, no, no. anymore. You see, South Africa is so beautiful, so diverse, different ter- terrains. Yeah, yeah. But when you go on a game drive, okay, just hear me clearly, okay? Now, you're on, you're on a drive, okay? There's no, yeah. you're not in a zoo. You're in the bush. When? Yeah. Not yeah. in the zoo where you go, oh, there's a lion, there's a leopard. You're, you're actually in the bush. In nature. So you see a leopard in the tree, and you go right under the tree, and the leopard's above you. Well, not right above you, but I mean, okay. Then you see, uh, baby rhinos, you see, uh-huh. uh, with the, with the, with the female rhino, you then see, uh, um, buffalo. Then you later see a hippo out of the water. Then you see a civet. Then we think we see a pangolin, but we don't know if we actually saw that. Hold on. Then you go and you see female lions trying to attack a, a buffalo herd and the, the, the dugger bulls going against the lions. Wow. Okay. And then just as you leave, you see there is another leopard on the side of the road. Now you tell me. If that is not one of the hottest game drives you've ever heard. Oh, and, and elephant. Oops, and elephant drinking from the swimming pool. Drinking from the swimming pool? From my swimming pool. No. <laughs> I'm telling you. It's called Thorny Bush Game Reserve. I mean, these are phenomenal places. Where, where is it exactly? Um, where It's it's up in Bahutsprate. Bahutsprate? Bahutsprate, oh, okay. which is a, a city in South Africa. We're going to get you there. So on the line, I've got Nick Griffin. Who is uh, the MD of uh, of Thorny Bush? Uh, Nick, I don't know if you heard the introduction. Are you there, Nick? I'm here. Okay, great. Sorry, Nick. We've got gremlins in the system. I don't know what's happening today. Um, <laughs> but Nick, again, I described that drive as being one of the most exceptional things that I've, I've ever experienced. And the magic of Thorny Bush, as I said, you know, I was at Crook's Corner, which is such a different part of of South Africa, uh, up at the top of the Kruger, and then you yep. go off down to 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 your part of the world and whole different terrain, whole different 
environment and incredible. What is the secret behind the Thorny Bush collection? Well, you know, we spent a long time building up this uh, this group of lodges within the reserve. Although, having said that, you know, long term, there are huge benefits from us dropping fences and and and, and uh, conservation wise, that is the longer term view of what how we should handle this. Um, but the truth is, a managed reserve, uh, to some extent, sounds um, uh, it, 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 it appears to have strange connotations. But you 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 do manage that you don't want too many predators, um, and that uh, you you can, uh, as a result of managing your reserve well, have an an, an awesome uh, amount of game of all different species. I mean, I think it was a caracal you saw, wasn't it? What was it you saw vanishing into the distance? A pangolin. A pangolin. Okay. Well, I mean, We're still debating rare. that. We're still <laughs> debating it. Because we, I, 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 we called it a pangolin. We went searching. But, but two leopards, lions and, and buffalo going head to head. They didn't strike, but they, they, they're giving it a go. Um, to see the elephant drinking from your pool, uh, hippos. I mean, and then to see, to see all this magic. And it's... You know, again, Nick, you, you can't. It's the it's the lack of of the wild. It's it's you can't pick and choose what you're going to see. But you it's know, a, Alan, the most the most common feedback written on a feedback form by a guest is life changing experience. Mm, it is, which is kind of what you're alluding to, and it is. It, it's extremely humbling to sit on a open cruiser and to enjoy nature uh, at at nature's behest, not at our behest. Um, and it, it is extraordinary, and I, and, and I'm very pleased that there is now the move to bring down the, the fence on the eastern side, which will open us to Timbavati and ultimately through to Kruger. Which is and, which is what what we want because we didn't, you're going to find more species, uh, you know, just with 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 the the cats in some sense perhaps. Listen, I'm I'm not a, an ecologist, but you, yeah. you, you're going to see lots of things that that might shift and change. You're going to see natural migration movements. Uh, you're going to see different things happen. But the cool thing is that we're getting to a point where we're not thinking as this is my property. We're thinking as a collective uh, group of properties. You know that that we can now become a part of one bigger system, which I think is yep. important. So you were saying? No, I absolutely agree. I, I, it, and you know the, the the common comment that's going around is our rangers are going to have to try very hard now, um, and indeed they will because there will be a mix of game. Yeah, it's going to be that's, incredible. It's the right thing to do, as, as, as my I'm, chairman tells me. I'm proud you're putting down those fences. When are you putting the fences down? Soon. Um, we're doing a game count at the moment um, because we want to we want to try to measure the effects of the fence coming down. In other words, what we take in and what we lose. Uh, just for interest sake and for study sake, and I think it will probably uh, all the the T's crossed and the I's dotted will be down by the middle of November. Well, that that that's absolutely brilliant, Nick. Besides the the game experience, I've got yeah. to tell you the lodging is superb. That the people are so friendly. <laughs> I've got to when when you're dancing with the chef at night and you're singing opera, and you're eating. Duncan's rolling his eyes. He says, Alan, you eat too much. But you know what? When you go there, that's what you do. You, you, you drive, you sleep, you swim, and you eat. That's what it is. I'm afraid that's what it is. And, and it's magnificent. And you walk. It is. It is. <laughs> um, some people want to find that the gaps between game drive and sleeping are uh, need some sort of activity. But I can tell you that most people use the opportunity to recollect, to rest, 
to enjoy, and um, obviously to sleep because we, because you get up early to go on game drive. Mm, you rest. By the time the evening is there, you're ready to go to bed around up or stay at nine o'clock. That's and it. Have a jolly good night's sleep. In silence, without televisions and nonsense. It's, it's exactly. In, and listening exactly. to what's going on around you. And that's yep. what it's about. Very true. Nick, thank Very you. True. Thank you for the, that opportunity. I can't wait to do more stuff. We're going to be filming and doing magic in future. But Thorny Bush and, and the magic that you've done for years for the travel industry. Uh, Nick used to be with Avis. Um, what you've done for years, Nick, is superb. Thank you for joining me on the show. And uh, I look forward to doing more stuff with the Thorny Bush collection. Not at all. Great and, pleasure, Alan. And thanks for all your support. Thank you. That's Nick Griffin, the MD of the Thorny Bush collection. And I must tell you, it was divine. I'm sending you there for your honeymoon. Honeymoon. Honeymoon, Duncan. Well, what about my third year anniversary with my girlfriend? At least do something, Alan. No, I'm going to send you then. Every, I, every week you go to a I'll fancy send you restaurant. To... Every week you oh, go to a shame. resort. Oh, shame. I'll take you somewhere, don't worry. Then you come here. But I'm not your girlfriend. Then you tell me all about I, I'm not your girlfriend. I'm not your girlfriend. <laughs> of course you're not. Thank God. Who would want this? Who would want this in your life? Mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> I don't think so. My name is Alan Ford. This is uh, The Unview, The Thin, The Rich, and The Fabulous on cliffcentral.com. It's good to be with you. We've had a packed show. Uh, on the line, I've got James James French. Now, I've got to tell you, Samro Foundation uh, Manager. Uh, students, do you know, have you heard of Samro? Yeah, South African Music Rights Organization. Correct. Well done. You were very clever. I didn't realize you were so smart. Smart thing. Um, and the incredible thing about Samro is that they have this incredible scholarship that they do for young musicians and uh, james is on the line james french to tell us all about it james thank you for joining me how are you doing ah good morning alan thank you for being with me um tell us about this particular uh firstly what the foundation's about and why samro is getting behind young talent well um samro of course is involved in music in many ways and um, the samro foundation was put in place to promote the national arts through sponsorships of various kinds um, but the, the, the main focus of this competition is just to in, encourage excellence in the arts um, through education. How, At this how, point, yeah, how, how does it work, James? Do people, do they enter, do you find them, do they get nominated? How, what's the process? Every year we put out a call for um, people to enter the competition. And as the competition goes on, uh, we receive numerous people who want, and I must say that the young artists who apply are very, very good. And we have to make a, a very difficult selection between them to come up with a, a group of artists who will come to the semi-finals. And that's, we, only can, we can only have 12 for the semi-finals. So only 12. And where are we in the process now? Uh, we've actually finished the whole competition. We've, we had our finals on Saturday. Um, the winners were the, the very impressive um, Dylan Tabisha on Marimba. And um, our fi- finals winner for the uh, jazz component was... Um, a second, my brain has stopped. <laughs> um, our, but basically, they were they were brilliant. Linda Sikakane, there you go. Sorry, my brain came back. Okay. Linda Sikakane was amazing on the stage, and Benjamin uh, Benjamin Jeffter came up as his runner up on bass. Um, we have two awards: one for Western art and one for jazz. Mm-hmm. Um, the runner up for jazz was Sally Minter. So okay, and then what? And basically, what? What? Uh, how do you nominate? The, how do you select the people in the end? I mean, how did? How, well, who's it's, that, it's what's the process. process? I mean, we go through the semi-finals. The, fi- the semi-finals. Um, we have a an adjudication committee made up of serious professionals in the industry. They sit down and they basically mark each uh, each candidate, and the candidates go through the processes, and when they've performed. They get together and they have to make the very difficult decision of who actually goes through to the finals. The same process goes through in the finals as well. And so you can't, 
we, we can't really fault the system. It works really, really well. And the, the, the final result was close for jazz as well as for classical. Sally Minter and uh, Dylan Tavisher were very, very fine performers, which we've actually posted onto um, YouTube now. If you go to the Samara Foundation's YouTube site, you'll be able to see the performances. And uh, Benjamin Jester and um, our friend Linda Sikane were also amazing. And um, if you want to just see some of their performances, you can go to the page. Hello? Well, that's sorry. I don't know what you know. There are gremlins in the system. Please forgive me. <laughs> sorry Fine. about that. Um, so, is what page can we go to to review that? Uh, you, uh, on the on YouTube, uh, oh, YouTube. You search for Samara Foundation. The okay, Samara great. Foundation has its own page, and we can watch all that magic. You guys yeah. do so much work for all artists in South Africa, and of course, it's important to to have have people you know that are well looked after in the business. Um, Samro, tell me some of the other things that you're doing within the foundation. Well, look, we, we, we do quite a lot during the year. Um, in, in, in its history, we've, we've given out over 2,000 music bursaries, and this year of those, we gave out 103 for, for people to study at university um, from their second year to their, their doctoral level. Um, and it, it's quite hard to get support for art degrees in South Africa, and we're one of the few people who are a few organizations that do it, yeah. who offer that, yeah. James, thank you for joining me. I think you're doing great work. Please go to YouTube and let's, uh, let's check it out. And uh, proud of you guys. Samro Foundation Manager James French, thank you for joining me. Thank you. Thank you. It's, uh, yeah, we missed that interview last week, so it was a little bit uh, difficult as things happen. But uh, have you prepared my song for this? You see, I'm too sexy, you see. This is what I'm saying. So earlier this morning, Gareth Cliff had the phenomenal superstar international plus-size model Fluvia Lacarda uh, on, on his show. And I was blown away. By the way, she's gorgeous. You know, I'm not interested in women, but she's gorgeous. Yeah. And I needed to get on the line. Firstly, to say welcome to South Africa, and you are so beautiful. Thank you, Fluvia, for joining us. Thank you. <laughs> you, are, you are beautiful and you are divine. And, you know, I'm a, a larger-than-life type of robust human. And I, lo- <laughs> I love the fact that you're so gorgeous and you're so successful. Tell us about how you how did you get into modeling? Um, I was living in New York for a bit, for a while, a few years already. And I got discovered on a bus in New York City by a fashion magazine editor. And your life has just exploded. I mean, the number one plus size model in the world, hey? from Brazil, of course, the most one of my favorite countries. I love South Africa, but oh, Brazil is, is is incredible. So, don't you find that it's a bit similar, South Africa and Brazil? You know why? Because it's free, it's raw energy, it's beauty, it's different cultures coming together, it's uh, different land. So, one minute you're at the sea, the next minute you're yeah. at you're at, in the forest, you're in the game reserve. You know, you're in you're in nature. It's it's yeah, absolutely. Now, I need yeah. to ask you a question because this is why you're on the line, Fluvia. <laughs> yeah. I am 39 years old in February, and I think I'm fabulous. I want to walk the catwalks of New York with you. Do you think I could do it? Definitely. I think you should try. Do you think I've got the magic for a plus-size male model? I definitely think – I don't know much about that uh, section of the business, but I definitely think you should try. You know what? I'm going to come. I'm going to come and visit you, and you are gonna, we're going to strut our stuff on that – Catwalk, darling, and I tell you, we're going to rock and roll like nobody's Sounds business. fabulous. <laughs> You're here in South Africa to relaunch the Donna, well, it's called Donna, the Donna Claire, formerly known yeah, as Donna used, Claire. Yeah, it used to be called Donna Claire. we just doing the whole relaunching event um, here in Joburg tonight, and it's um, called Donna now. 
And uh, we are gathering tonight just to talk about fashion and, you know, beautiful body image construction that women need us to do all over the world, and especially here in South Africa now. Fluvia, what, how important is confidence? No matter how big you are, people are scared. They often want to, you know, uh, you know they, they diet conscious, they're banting conscious. Of course, we've got to be health conscious, but you've got to be proud of who you are. Yeah, I mean, life is too short to be stuck on these thousands of hangups about appearance. I think people are so brainwashed into that idea that they just forget to live. I, for one, really could never wrap my head around it. It's just life is just too short for me to be wasting my time with that. Thank you for joining me on the show. You are fabulous. You're beautiful. And you and I will be strutting our stuff as plus size models in New York City, darling. Sounds fabulous. I'm, I'm totally there for you. God bless you, darling. And welcome to South Africa. And we look forward to seeing you, you soon. Woo-hoo. Travel home safe. Woo. And she's Bye. beautiful, beautiful. God bless you. That is uh, Fluvia Lacarda. You didn't even introduce me to and her. Definitely not. You're in a relationship. We're not interested. That is the number one plus size model in the world. That's why you guys are Vanity best fans. friends. Yeah, That's yeah, my yeah. new bestie. Yeah, 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 baby. I love it. And I want Gareth Cliff to play that so that he knows that I'm going to be a plus size model at the age of 39 on the catwalks of New York City. And I am beautiful. So it's you could be the face of Krispy Kreme. <laughs> Our Krispy Kreme ass. <laughs> this has been the Unview, uh, the thin, the rich, and the fabulous. Uh, Duncan, thank you for joining me. What a great show we had! Uh, Jan Strauss, John Carney, Dawn Lindbergh, Nick Griffin, and so many, so many peeps. Uh, I've got one message from uh, uh, Temba. Duncan, stop hating. Stop hitting or hating on Alan because he's chubby. Watch this instead. Okay, we're going to watch it. Uh, thank you for sending that message, uh, uh, Temba. And Temba, I love you. Stop hating the Ellen and the bigness of people. You see, that is life, my dear. You see, stop being so... And what is you and the gremlins? Ay, when I must learn how to use this desk and just fire you. I am too sexy for the shirt, and it's been good to be with you. This is CliffCentral.com. Don't forget, you can still listen to the podcast, and it's been fabulous. The Unview. Goodbye. This is CliffCentral.com.